Welcome to Sound Waves, the podcast of the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust. This is where we will share stories, go behind the scenes, and stay in touch with everyone who has a relationship with the Trust. Given everything going on at the moment, this week we thought we would take a look at the world of fundraising. Charities' operations are heavily impacted by the coronavirus. The Trust has had to make massive changes to our plans for 2020. That doesn't just mean trip season but also there are events that have been cancelled we had planned to attend to fundraise. It also means individual fundraisers haven't been able to host bake sales or many outdoor activities at all. Everything the Trust does is about supporting young people in recovery from cancer, and I want to start off this episode by saying thank you to everyone listening for their support in that, whether it is fundraising or volunteering or spreading the word on social media, that help right now is more needed than ever. Joining me this week to discuss fundraising are the Trust's fundraising manager, Lindsay, Trust Youth Board member, volunteer and fundraiser, Danny, and fundraiser and volunteer, Derek, whose son, Rafe, was supported by the Trust. Lindsay, you're the Trust's fundraising manager. Why is it, even though our 2020 is very different than we had imagined, it's still so important that we as a charity keep focusing on fundraising? Of course. So as we all know, young people and recovery from cancer are going to need us you know, now more than ever, and even more so after this pandemic um, is over as we move into next year. Um, so with that in mind, the Trust is obviously doing as much as it can to support young people this year, and we're doing everything we can now to plan um, for next year's activities and make sure we get everything in place um, to be there for young people um, after this. So with that in mind, it's so crucial for us to continue fundraising this year to make sure that we're here for young people who need us and also make sure that we can go into 2021 as strong as possible to make sure we have a great start to the year and we're here for those young people who need us. And can you give me a sort of brief overview of how the trust has been impacted by COVID-19 and even charities in general? So like many other charities the trust has obviously seen its income impacted by COVID-19 and that's pretty much um, the charity um, sector at the moment unfortunately it's it's made a big impact on everyone's um, fundraising lives and it's yeah it's not been great but like other charities we're doing everything we can at the moment to um, get through this period but we will see it's looking like a third of income down as we projected so you know this year isn't as planned and we will um, see that third of income down just based on our partnership activities not happening you know the cancellations that have had to take place in lockdown and some of our fundraising activity that was planned for 2020 and will have to be rolled over to 2021 um, so like other charities we are seeing um, some of our income and events um, impacted this year which is um, yeah going to impact on our income at the end of the year. And can you just tell us a little bit about maybe an example of what the Trust has done since lockdown to keep fundraising uh, ticking along? So like the rest of the world we've looked to do things virtually which we've never um, really done before so the Trust um, launched its first ever virtual event called Step Up for the Trust which saw our supporters um, and fundraisers being able to get involved in their own way at their own time and doing a step challenge for us and so we rolled that over to another month because it was so successful and um, it's just been a great thing for us to reach out to people and invite them to do things in their own way at their own time and things that fit in with them. So it's a really new way of fundraising that the Trust has never really done before. And so it just shows that so many things can be done um, virtually at home and it just makes it really accessible for loads of people to get involved um, when and how they can. So what kind of things are the fundraising team at the Trust doing day to day now that things have changed? 
So we are working with all our supporters that had things lined up. So I guess that's the primary thing for us to work with those people that um, had fundraising activity planned for this year. And so we're working really close with them to see how we can help, if we can do anything for the rearranged plans and just making sure um, that we keep in contact with them and sort of keep supporting them where we can. So whenever they can do their fundraiser, um, they're ready to do it. And we're also really looking ahead now to 2021. So it's always something that um, as fundraisers we do, we always need to make sure that we're looking forward to the future to make sure that we have income in the pipeline and lined up. Um, but it's something now that's a focus, you know, more than ever is making sure that we're doing everything needed to plan for next year, making sure we've got the resources in place. So doing things like, um, you know, upping our game in our fundraising pack and making sure that there's things um, there that we might not have thought of before that really suitable for you know lockdown time as well as looking forward to next year so really sort of investing and in getting our resources ready for 2021 um, so anyone that wants to do things for us you know set ready to go and we're getting dates in the diary for um, some of our um, own trust events and making sure that we you know when they're happening we can start planning for them and just really making sure that we're talking to our, all our supporters and just keeping them updated with um, what's happening. And, you know, there are lovely supporters that enable all this work to happen. So it's really important that we're just making sure that we're keeping everyone in the loop and making sure um, they're updated with our activity and plans for next year. Danny and Derek, I want to bring you both in here to talk about your experiences fundraising for the Trust. If we could start with you, Danny, your 2.6 challenge sort of took on a life of its own after you started. Could you tell us all about that? Sure. So I started with um, my 2.6 challenge to make 13 uh, gowns that can be used by the NHS workers. I chose this number because it was 2.6 times the number of years that I've been with the trust. And these gowns were then given to my local hospital, which was Southampton. And then from there, there was a need. So I've now made over 560 gowns um, with each 50 taking about two and a half hours. So I just do that on the weekend. And I've also managed to sew a few uh, bags for the local uh, doctor's surgery and managed to raise um, just over £800 in the process currently. So when you got to your target and you just kept going, what made you keep going? So originally I was sewing the gowns and then I joined a Facebook group for sewing and they had a new process that included iron welding. So I thought I'd give it a go just out of fun, creative, something to do to pass the time. And it kind of took off and I signed up to do more each week. And I guess I'll keep going until there's not a need. Derek. So much about your fundraising efforts has been incredible as well, from the amounts raised to the fact you plan it all yourself. Could you tell us the kind of fundraising activities you've done, how you set them up and what you get out of doing it? Uh, so it's been a, a real family affair uh, with Rafe, who uh, has now done four, four trips with the Trust, uh, a key part of both the planning and the delivery of the fundraising. So last year, uh, we did two. Uh, one was at our sailing club. So each year they uh, choose a charity to have running through Cadet Week. And uh, the cadet skipper, who knows who knows myself and Rafe, asked if it was okay to be do to use Ella MacArthur Cancer Trust. So we did. And the week started with myself doing a talk about Rafe's experiences in hospital and the trust. 
and during the course of the week there was all sorts of events raffle brave the shave uh, the tuck shop profits were going uh, to, to the to the charity and on the last day uh, actually Rafe had been away at Bradwell with the trust all week and he came straight from his week there to the sailing club and uh, he, he did a talk and uh, they went round and collected donations and, and more raffle uh, more raffle money uh, and, and the money just went through the roof based on his talk I mean it already was it was a you know five or six times what they'd ever raised in a week but with with Rafe's you know intervention uh, it, it really it really really rocketed and then later in the year we uh, the company I work for is a health company and uh, it actually looked after Rafe during his treatment giving both uh, chemotherapy and also physio and occupational therapy for him. Uh, we run a charity golf day each year. This year we chose the Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust and again Rafe came along at the, at the dinner uh, and did a talk and as people were saying you could just see people's wallets falling open and uh, we raised nearly £9,000 at that event. I just want to say, Derek, first of all, that's amazing and I absolutely love seeing all the pictures and hearing about everything you've done. And I think Danny as well, it just shows what an amazing story you guys have. I think having a connection to the trust is an amazing reason to fundraise. You obviously are very passionate about it and it's it's something that really comes across when people that are connected to trust really go out and share their story and fundraise for us. So I just think anyone listening to this and anyone involved in the trust, your story is so important and it will just inspire so many people um, to learn about the trust and you know just feel the need to get involved and support so I just yeah want to thank you really on behalf of everyone for just using your story and going out there and actually raising awareness and all this amazing funds for us so yeah just a big thank you from me really. I was going to ask about that part of the the, the talks that you and Rafe have given what kind of things do you talk about in them? So uh, we'd start off talking about you know Rafe when he was four uh, and how he was diagnosed and ended up in Great Ormond Street Hospital, brain surgery, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, uh, and, and all the long-term complications that, that that's brought. And you can, you can see people, you know, just almost, you know, if they've never had a child go through this, just in shock at what we tell them and just thinking, how do you ever come back from something like that? And then we talk about, Rafe's time at the Ellen MacArthur Trust and actually, you know, the massive positive, positive impact that, that that's had on his life. And one of the things that, that Rafe will say at uh, the end of his talk, he says, uh, Great Ormond Street saved my life, but Ellen MacArthur makes me feel alive. Uh, and that just has a massive impact and really shows, you know, the journey he's been on, but also, you know, the, the really positive impact that, you know, Ellen MacArthur Cancer Trust has on his life, but on the lives of, of all the young children, you know, that, that they touch. I'd just like to follow on the back of that. I think what's very important about the trust is that you can come back more than once. So you're not left in the dark or after treatment, you have one year to 
help get back on your feet, but they help you again and again. And that's so important, but because they're able to provide that, obviously we need to help raise more funds so that you are able to come back again and again. And it's just not, it's not just one trip that you get to experience. It's all the other times and throughout the year, you can look forward to going back to go sailing or to meet people. I just would say, you know, back to your question, Scott, you know, why is this, you know, 2020 so important? I think Danny just answered that in one, you know, we need to make sure that we are here next year. Um, and that's why fundraising this year is so important. Um, and it's such a crucial thing. You know, the long-term support we offer, you know, is what makes the trust magic. So I just think that's, yeah, Danny, you've just got that so right. I think that's exactly why we need to do um, what we're all trying to do this year to make sure we can go into next year and support as many people as, as possible. So everyone here has experiences with fundraising. If I could just ask everyone for a bit of advice and encouragement um, for people listening to this who want to get involved, but maybe don't have an idea or are intimidated about getting an idea off the ground. Derek, what advice would you give to someone? I'd say the, the, the advice I would give, and it's, it's based on the experience of the fundraising we've done, is you need to make an emotional contact with the people who you're asking, you know, to, to, give, to give their money. Uh, there are lots of charities out there that all do great, great things. Uh, so you need to be able to make that emotional contact so they really understand where their money is going and what impact it's going to have on the lives of, of young people who've been through you know, incredibly difficult times. Danny, what would you say? I would say you can think outside the box. You don't have to do the ordinary running, walking for long distances. Um, sometimes even something as small as drawing a photo and passing it on to a close friend or relative and asking for a donation. That is just as meaningful as doing a big event. And also, I think, off of what Derek said, if you tell people what their money can go towards, whether it's a £15 donation or whether it's a £100 donation, if they have a picture of how that is helping someone, it's a lot easier to get that donation. Lindsay, you'll have spoken to loads of people about fundraising. What is it that people need to hear? Oh, I would say everyone can be a fundraiser. I think if you're passionate about something, you are a fundraiser you're you know you're spreading the word about something and you really want to help it so I just think anyone out there that may not have done fundraising before or like Danny said maybe you don't think you know runners for them or they might not you know have an idea at the moment I just think speak to us go on the website see what other charities are doing speak to friends and family I just think fundraising is open for everyone you can get involved in your own way at your own time you can start small you can go with a massive idea you can do it by yourself you can do it with your friends you know your schoolmates, your work colleagues, anything's possible. I just think everyone is a fundraiser. You just have to be passionate about something and then your friends and family will just respond to that and really want to help you um, raise money for a cause that means so much to you. So I just think, don't be afraid to start. Just get an idea, speak to us, um, give us a call, go on the website, send us an email. We're around to help. That's really what we're here for. Um, so yeah, I just invite everyone to think about what they could do because um, there's definitely an idea for everyone. At the end of each trust trip, we play best bits, worst bits and funniest bits, looking back over the week. And we've turned it into a bit of a thing that that's how we end Soundwave episodes too, by sharing some tales and experiences with the trust. 
Derek, of everything you've been involved with with the trust, all the experiences you've had, what's been the best bit? So from the first uh, fundraiser we did, which was at the sailing club, uh, there was about 150 children there and their parents. So it was absolutely, absolutely packed. And they just had all the prize giving and they had been shouting and screaming, which, which, which pretty much, you know, is what had happened the whole week. And then Rafe uh, came to the front and he started to speak and there was absolute silence uh, all through his his talk about you know his 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 journey and his experiences with uh, with the trust and when he he used that phrase uh, Great Ormond Street saved my life but Ellen MacArthur makes me feel alive you could see the tears rolling down the faces of, of a lot of the parents. And it was at that point, you know, you really knew that that entire audience understood why, you know, donating their money or their time to, to the trust as, as part of that, that cadet week, why it was so important and why they were so glad to do it. Lindsay, uh, I don't want to lower the mood, but can I ask you for a worst bit? Well, Scott, I always find this one very hard. As we know, I actually did go away and really, really think if I did have a worse bit, and I actually don't. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I've got nothing to give, I'm afraid, on the worst bit. I will say, though, obviously, I'm very disappointed that our events and kind of partnership activity obviously has been postponed um, this summer. You know, that was very disappointing. So that was probably something I didn't expect to happen in 2020. Um, but yeah, looking forward to next year. Um, yeah, I'm afraid no other worst bits for you this week. <laughs> Danny, do you have a funniest bit for us? Uh, yeah, so I was thinking about this and obviously everyone always has funny moments when playing the games in the evening. But then I was thinking, what do we do in the daytime? And we play the peg game on board. And this is where someone has a peg and you peg it on someone and then you shout the word peg. They have five seconds to find it on them. And it's just a little game that goes on Normally, whilst the wind's a bit quiet, so there's not a lot to do on deck. And we had this game going on the uh, volunteer training. And we managed to peg, I think, around 36 pegs on Laura, one of the trust team. And that was quite funny because she didn't realise until probably a good 20 minutes after they fell off her back. <laughs> and that's it for this week. I just want to give a huge thank you to Lindsay, Danny and Derek and to you as well for joining us. I want to thank the players of People's Postcode Lottery too. Talk about fundraising, their support over the years has made an immeasurable difference to what the Trust is able to offer young people in recovery from cancer. Each episode of this Soundwaves podcast can be found hosted on our website at ellenmacarthurcancertrust.org and we are now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify too. So please do follow and subscribe and rate us if you want to hear more from us. Until next time, take care.